welcome to the Build Business Acumen podcast, where we deliver practical knowledge and powerful guidance. Here is your futuristic host, Nathaniel Schooler. Thanks everyone for tuning in. I'm interviewing someone around personal branding and celebrity photography today and how the two fit together and we share lots of great information. Waleed Azami is an LA-based photographer who captured images for the likes of Kanye West, Mariah Carey, Ricky Martin, Jennifer Lopez and more. From his experience of working with legendary artists in the entertainment industry, Waleed now wants to help future photographers share in the success and help them start their profitable business. But this is this is a great episode. This isn't just for professional photographers. We share lots and lots of great information here. So tune in and uh, enjoy. Well, it's it's great to have you uh, have you on the Build Business Acumen podcast, and we're going to talk about personal branding and photography today because you are you are a celebrity photographer. I know you're quite a humble kind of guy, but you've 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 recently been taking photos of like all sorts of celebrities and you understand more than anyone how the personal branding kind of fits into the photography and 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 you know i'm just so excited to uh, to hear more about thank it you, really. thank you um no i'm happy to be here and glad we finally were able to schedule something um yeah i think personal branding is it's what gets you into every single person's brain first so i'm happy to talk about it cool yeah i mean i think i think from from a a wording point of view you know a lot of the people when they come to you they've already had someone say well you know this is why you're amazing these are the things that you do this is what gives you credibility this is what gives you authority and this is why you're different, right? But but for the people who struggle with that, I think that that's the problem is when they go straight into photography and they don't brief the photographer. Because if someone comes to you and says, right, I want, I want you to do some shots, right? You'd ask them some questions. Absolutely. I ask them, uh, some people almost say too many questions, but I don't think that's such a thing. Okay. So what, what would you ask me? If I, if I came to you and I said, right, I need some, I need some shots. Yeah. What would you ask me? I, I love that you put it that way as I need some shots. I, I think it's kind of, that's the equivalent of going into a restaurant saying I need some food and they'll start asking you, well, you know, what's your diet? Like, what do you like? What do you feel like you want warm food, cold food, you know, and we start breaking it down. But I think that most people will come to me and say, Hey, I need some photographs for, this upcoming record cover or my new fashion brand or whatever. And so I ask him questions that I realize that when they come to the photographer at this point, they've done what they are a master in. And so they have an idea about photography, but they're not the master in it. So anytime somebody gives you, and I call it their baby as cheesy as that might be, but anytime somebody gives you their baby and says, here, I've done the most that I could do with it. Now I need you to help package it together. I take that opportunity to lead the project. And so I will ask him all kinds of questions. So um, I actually had a call about a music video right before this. And we talked about what do you want the viewer to see? What do you want the viewer to feel when they first see you on screen? What do you want them to walk away with after they're done experiencing your video? Um, 
you know, do you want to be likable, hateable? Do you want people to envy you? Do you want people to relate to you? I mean, so many questions that a lot of times there there's long pauses because no one's ever asked them that before. But it's a good thing, and it makes them dig a little bit more. And then based on what they tell me, then we start constructing something. But until they give me all the ingredients, um, they know what they want, but you have to pull it out of them. And then we have everything. Right. We put it on the table and say, okay, here's what I'm getting. And then I, my expertise really comes into play as, okay, well, this won't make sense. This has already been done by a similar recording artist. This trend is at the end of its life. And then we just start building from there. You know, I love that you do this, but we can't afford that. So what if we try something else? They might come to me and say, I need some shots. And then what I come back to them is with 30 questions, 40 questions. And it's a way to kind of qualify them too. Are they a serious client? Are they really at the stage where they need pictures or they're just kind of feeling people out? It's very, very rare to find a good photographer. Okay, so the client that, that comes along, they might not be in the right frame of mind for those, for those shots, right? So, so, so that is going to be really tough. So you, you've, you've basically got to get those questions answered and then you've got to put them in the right frame of mind and get them to pose and to give you the right shots that you're looking for, yeah? And so when, when you spoke about branding earlier, my branding is I'm going to hold your hand through the entire process. Other photographers, their branding is, you know, they do the whole cliche, love it, love it, baby, love it. You know, I cringe at the thought of that. But my job is right. to add a little bit, just to humanize it and add a little bit of, I guess if psychology might be the right word, I'm not sure. But um, So on to, the, on to the next kind of thing, right? So so with personal branding yeah it's a similar process like i've 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 done a few personal brands it's not something that i really advertise because i kind of i'm interested in doing other things because now the personal branding market is just saturated it's like well why would i even bother like trying to trying to attempt that i'm just gonna just do something else for my for my for my income you know so however I learned the process from someone who has who's written speeches for the president of Malaysia. He, he's used the same process for loads of different people and and business brands. And what's really interesting is the process that you use for a business or a product or a service and a person is exactly yeah. the same. Yeah. Except for you might need to do more research when it comes to business branding versus the personal yeah. branding. Right. But in essence, you you want those people to, or businesses or products or services, to be able to explain the the fundamental parts, which are firstly, what does the product or service do, or the person, what does it do, what do they do, yeah? So you come up with a load of statements that that do that. Then you say, well, you know, what what gives them authority and credibility, yeah? Which is like, you know, who have you shot pictures for, uh, Waleed, that's your biggest uh, star that you can talk I about? Mean, I mean, I could talk about on, any of them, but I mean, okay. Jennifer Lopez or Mariah Carey. Okay, so, so, those, so, so that gives you instant celebrity yeah. status, yeah? yeah? Instant. Yeah. Because you can say you're a photographer and you take pictures of celebrities, but until you actually say, right, 
these are the people yeah and that's the same with 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 a person who works with ibm or, or microsoft or samsung or hp or or something it's the same with a business if a business turns around and says i do this for this for these people or these businesses then that builds more sure. credibility yeah. and authority right that can also be how many years you've been in the in the industry yeah. in the job it could be which schools you went to it could be you know a number of different number of different things you know but then the most difficult thing i think is why you're different and or better than anyone else right you have explained why you're different and or better than anyone else just now because you have a process you have explained to me why you're different and or better than another photographer right because you have your process of asking these yeah. questions that makes you different and you hold their hand yeah so those two things make you different than someone down the road that does the yeah baby love it <laughs> yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. rubbish yeah because i can't stand it's that so either gross. yeah it is so gross <laughs> It's, it's just it's awful, cringe, isn't like it? A, it's just so yeah, cliche. It's, it's just cringeworthy. It's this Austin Powersy grossness, you know. <laughs> I just start yeah. stop laughing. It's really funny. It's really funny, man. So, what? What? So, after you've asked them these questions, right? Yeah. Do they just let you take care of it and just say, "Okay, you you go for it. Just just do it and just let you get on with it," or do they try and kind of? you know, manage you? Great question. They, on, on one hand, they, they instantly trust you more and they're like, oh, it, it is what I, you know, what I've heard about him. He is going to hold my hand through it. So there's a moment where they first put up a little bit of a resistance and then they, then they realize they're in good hands and then they relax, you know, they're still overseeing it. And I still never forget the fact that the client makes the final decision, but it's my job to stop the confusion and to minimize the options for them as the best two or three options. So what I try to do is in the initial pre-production stage of it, I, um, I cut down on the clutter a lot and I'll tell them the pros and cons of each option. Um, and then I'll tell, if they ask, I don't ever offer it first. I, if they ask or they're a little bit stumped, then I say, um, if you want, I will give you my opinion, but please only open that vault if, if it's not going to distract from your, you know, your own thought process. And so sometimes they'll say, okay, hold on to that for a second because I want to see what I think. And then sometimes they'll say, what do you think? So it's, it's kind of a process, but I enjoy it. I enjoy I enjoy it so much just, just helping somebody get to it. And ultimately what we're trying to get to in every single consultation with every single client, whether it's a brand new model or somebody like a Mariah Carey or Connie West or Usher, whatever, is that I ultimately, without asking them directly, all the questions lead to what is the transformation for the viewer or the listener. Everything that you do has to have a transformation. I think that I think that it has to have a transformation for the person on the receiving end. Otherwise, why even do anything? You know, you have to make things yeah. better. And, and the transformations don't have to be life-changing. It could be just something that changes their mood for a moment. 
So right. I, I, right. everything that I, I do, I try to see where the transformation is. And then I think that it has the biggest impact for the client and, and their consumer. In essence, you're actually trying to communicate words through those pictures. 100%. I'm trying words and feelings. And look, because if it's just about pushing a button, well, you can buy the exact same camera that I have or rent it and get the same thing, right? Mm -hmm. And that's why I try my hardest not to follow Instagram trends of photographers. And when I started my career, I didn't Everyone always asks me like, oh, are you familiar with this photographer or that one? Well, now I am a little bit more, but I intentionally did not study the work of any other photographer because I, I, I just right. wanted to create my own path, my own branding and direction, right? And so, um, I, yeah, it, it ultimately is just about... You help people, you help people to... to communicate words yes, into pictures yes. don't you it's it's you have to communicate words and you have to communicate stories and i you know and obviously the transformation um that's it and 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 you don't yeah that's right because the, the client really what they don't know is that they need you to do that for them and you don't just take a pretty picture just because it's a pretty picture there has to be a purpose to it and so right. there are words throughout the pictures. There's a story and there's a reason for everything. So what's the most exciting photo shoot that you've done? Oh, goodness. Uh, the most exciting photo shoot? I, I'll tell you what. The most exciting photo shoot I've ever done, and a lot of people think, oh, is it, was it working with Madonna or Kanye West? No, it was actually an author. And his name is Bob Proctor. And... Do you know Bob Proctor? Yes. And the crazy thing about that is like what was so crazy about it was I had decided to put my camera down for don't know when. I was just over photography because I started to lose my own personal branding and I started to listen right. to management and people that uh, tried to, you know, drive my career. And they were saying things like, look at this photographer. You should shoot a little more like this or, you know oh my God, it was awful. But what it is, is that it, it creeps up on you. And they'll say things like, well, look, we need bigger budgets. You know, look, without really saying it so honestly, they say they have a big staff and we need you to pull in some bigger jobs for the bigger numbers. And so there are certain things that I didn't want to do. I didn't want to submit for a music video where the girl's in a bikini and high heels on top of a hood of a car twerking. I, I have nieces. I'm not doing that. Right. That's garbage, you know? And, and I'm not against nudity or, or violence if there's a story for it, but not because there's a lack of creativity, you know? And so there was a lot of like, oh, who cares? Just do it. It's good money. This is the trend. Just do it. Do it. And over the span of a year, a year and a half of just falling into that trap, um, my work nearly came to a stop. Because what I was starting to do was tried to mimic the style of somebody else. And um, Bob Proctor is going to tie into this, I promise. Okay. Uh, I was trying to mimic okay. the style of somebody else, but I was just not being true to my own brand. And I couldn't be them and they can't be me. And so it got to the point of frustration that I just put my camera down. I was done. I was just done. And I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I had just opened a 5,000 square foot 
photo studio in the heart of downtown LA. And I just thought, you know what, I'm just going to rent out the studio to other photographers and productions. And it was just me by myself in this gigantic studio. And I wow. remember thinking, and I was being lazy and I said, I have the book, The Secret, but I also need the DVD for The Secret. And I remember Bob Proctor's part talking in the DVD. And I, I remember thinking, God, I just need to find that DVD. I, I feel like creatively, I think I've died, you know, and I wondered if I was still an artist, and which is the worst thing you could ever get to as a creative. And I wondered if I was still an artist yeah. and I kept looking, I looked for about two days through boxes. I mean, dozens and dozens and dozens of boxes of things uh, to furnish this massive studio. And I couldn't find it. Mm -hmm. And I gave up after about two, three days, I gave up the search and I was like, you just got to put the studio together. And it was the attic of a massive supermarket was the warehouse. So I was renovating and doing construction and everything. And um, on the third day after giving up the search for the, for the DVD, cause I was really, this was Bob Proctor's part that stuck with me. I know that it was Rhonda Burns, I think that did the book, the secret, but um, yeah, I get a call and I hear another voice on the other end. She's like, hi, is this Waleed? And I said, yes. And she's like, hi, I got your number uh, from a friend of ours. We have a mutual friend named Dustin. Um, I am, we're looking for a photographer for my client. Um, his name is Bob Proctor. Out of the blue. Yes. <laughs> Out of the blue. And I just like, I had to pretty much sit down. I, I, you, there's, that was probably one of the most exciting moments of my life. And I had just finished photographing Jennifer Lopez the week before. I was shaking with Bob Proctor because I just, I just think his impact is no disrespect to JLo because her place is sealed in history, you know, but I think yeah. I needed a Bob Proctor in my life at that moment. And so I shot him and I brought in my producer, Matt, and I said, look, take out of my own line item on the budget, make sure that there's beautiful flowers and great food and drinks and everything. Like take out of my paycheck if we need to do this. I just want him to feel, I just thought he was a gift that came down, you know, for me. And in the middle wow. of that shoot, now keep in mind, I had, I had questioned if I still have what it takes. Maybe, maybe I ran my, my yeah. luck and that was it, you know, and I had a phenomenal career. Yeah. They, we were doing a, a change of different looks and different setups and everybody was in the hair and makeup room and uh, in the different corners of, you know, it was a pretty big studio. And I was just setting up the lights by myself in the other corner. And out of nowhere, Bob walks up from behind me and he says, um, you know, I just want you to know that I've had a very long career and I photograph with a lot of people, but I just feel like you need to know that you're different and you're an artist. Yeah, it was them. If someone told me this story, I would think that they were lying, but this is, I mean, I've vlogged about it. I've done YouTube videos about it. Everything It's just, so to Amazing. me, the, my most exciting shoot of my career, because it was a rebirth at that moment was Bob Proctor. Yeah. And that was the first time I picked up my camera after like eight months. Um, the first time I got that drive back and um, after my couple years lease was done in the studio, I shut it down 
And I said, nope, I'm going back full-time into photography. And it was ultimately, to tie it all into this podcast, is that um, I let my branding go. I let other people drive the vehicle. And they pretty much almost crashed. No, 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 not they. I allowed them to crash it into a wall. Yeah, yeah. I think I think you're right there. I think um, you know it's 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 very um, it's very difficult to you know make sure that other people don't influence you the wrong way, and we all we all suffer from it. But I think it's it's working out. You know, do they have your highest good uh, in their mind yeah. for the future, yes. or do they have their highest good? and then where you fit in to that highest good. And that's, and that's ultimately, I don't like the word ultimately, but in this state, in this case, I think it's important. That is the problem. It's, it's, it's letting them decide on where you fit into their big picture instead of you working out where you want your big picture. And the personal branding is, is crucial. It's part of that. And I've made mistakes um, with my personal branding. Can I, we all have, you know. Totally. Can I add we all to have. that something that I do now since then um, to help me? It's number one, mm-hmm. I, to add to everything that you said, I agree. But I always have to ask myself, have they accomplished what they're recommending that I should do? Have they done it themselves? Because I think the talk is so cheap, right? But the other thing that I did after that major yeah. flub of letting somebody else grab hold of my career was... I, I have a printout on my wall and I have four major pillars to accepting a job. And mm-hmm. if it doesn't fit that, right. because I think it's easy for people yeah. to slip into your mind or, you know, the ego takes over or whatever. And so, um, mm-hmm. when a job comes up, when a potential comes up, I look at that little chart to the right of my desk. And if it doesn't fit into one of them, yeah. I politely decline. Wow. So do you want to share what's in that? Can you share it? Sure. Um, I mean, the first one is personal branding. Does it fit my creative model? Um, what, do you, what do you mean, does it fit your creative model? Does their personal brand fit with yours? Or, or the potential of the project. Yeah. So, well, it, so the first one being, I have a certain right. style of pictures. They're, they're moody, they're grainy. They're, I'm, I'm not about that... I just don't know how to photograph that big California sunshine smile, like for like a toothpaste ad. Right. I do a lot more um, moodier images. So that's where I really, really excel. I, I'm not going to pretend to be another type of photographer. So I have, do I have Mm -hmm. the ability to showcase my strength? Ultimately is what that is. Right. The second one, artistry. Um, Does this job, so it doesn't have to check off all of them, at least one of them. Um, The second one is artistry. Mm -hmm. Do I have the ability to grow as an artist and try something new that I'd be excited about? Because what you said in the beginning is you have to be excited about it or it's not going to work, you know? Um, Yeah. The third one is, can it lead to additional work? Um, If it doesn't lead to, I mean, that's the businessman hat that I have to wear, then... You know, maybe it's not artistically pushing me. Maybe it doesn't 100% fit that model, but can it lead to more work where I can drive it back in the direction that I want? Um, Or the fourth one is, does it open up a door 
to something that I want to do more of. So I've been, you know, just does it allow me to get on more podcasts? Like, you know, like I, how you met me, it's, um, it, so I look at one of, it has to fit at least one of those four things at the very least. If it doesn't, then I have learned the hard way that you have to leave that part of your plate empty for new things to come. When your plate is full, new things skip you over. So yeah, I, I agree. Completely. Okay, great. Yeah. Cause I feel like there always has to be a little bit of an open space in your calendar. Otherwise, yeah. You you the great things are going to pass you up. Yeah. Yeah. I agree completely. I mean, I spent some time I was meditating the other day and I was like and I was like on the same this is this is great valuable advice you've just delivered and I'm going to just top it off with something that I okay. that I thought about the other day. And this was this was basically there are three three things this is enlightenment that I had. Yeah. So there are three things for success. Yeah. Becoming successful. Yeah. I'm gonna take the first one is <laughs> no, you don't worry. It'll be in the podcast. I'm going to put it in the That's show right. notes. Yeah. The first, the first one. Yeah. Yeah. The first one is to listen more. Yeah. yeah? Listen more. Do more. Be more. Ah. And these are the three ways to success. Now, how long do you think for you that, how, how long did that take for you to just figure out that puzzle or the, the bullet points? What, those three yeah, points? That you're like, no, this is really the, the, the recipe for success. I have no idea, man. I was sitting there in the bath, yeah. <laughs> in this big corner bath. And I was and I was relaxing and I was really stressed, yeah, about some project or something that I was that I was doing. And I literally just lay there and I was like, what is gonna make me hugely successful in what I'm doing? And I just and I just heard these thoughts in my head. Words, okay. thoughts, whatever you wanna call it. Um, and I think I think we need to listen to ourselves more, you know. So that listen the listen more isn't just listen to great guests like you and friends and family. It's listen to yourself as well, you know, and, and whatever inspiration you, you, you take from that, you know, and you, and you get that from God or from whoever you think is, is helping you. If you're an atheist, you, you get it from somewhere. I'm so glad you said that. Cause I think that that is one of the things that helped launch my career in the beginning too, was um, I, a friend of mine, Jamie King, who's a creative director for brilliant guys. Uh, I don't even know how you say it. Cirque, Cirque du Soleil or whatever, but he started. Oh, Circus du Soleil. Yeah, so he, he put together the whole Michael cool. Jackson version of that. He um, directed three or four of Madonna's world tours and Celine Dion and, so many people, but he told me something that I always, always try to incorporate into every single thing is that um, he said, doesn't matter what you believe in. Doesn't it, Allah, Jesus, Buddha, atheist, energy, mother nature, whatever. He's like, don't worry about what name you put on it. But the closest you will ever be to God, the universe, the light, whatever, is when you listen to your gut instincts. And 
um, we as humans do an amazing job of, especially in the Western culture, of killing that and allowing other people to really get into our heads and allowing our ego to take over. So when he gave me that speech, I can tell you if, if you could somehow chart my career on a graph, it skyrocketed. And he said, you have to learn to trust your instincts and listen to yourself, exactly as you said just right now. And he said, that is the truest voice ever, ever. And he said, if that voice tells you, don't get in this car right now, don't get in that car. If that voice says, accept this client with a lower budget, you know, versus the other one with a bigger budget, but your instincts tell you to do that, he said, do that. That is a direct voice telling you, um, this is, this is for your higher good. And you want to do this. You want to call this person right now. So a lot of my business decisions, um, I rely on instincts. If I have to email somebody, um, I don't really even shoot them an email until I get that feeling in my gut. Okay, send it now. And then I just immediately put everything down and I send that email or I make that phone call. Is that crazy? But that's what I've, I've relied heavily on instincts. That's not crazy at all. I think if you if you could if you listen to an episode I did, I think it was number fifteen or sixteen. I did one with with this with this guy. Um, he's called Jonathan Chase, okay. and he's he's Britain's leading hypnotist. Oh, yeah? cool! And but now he specialises in something called subconscious success. Ah. Yeah, and what he talks about is actually how the nine-year-old mind inside your head yeah the subconscious mind is a nine-year-old child okay. yeah and and actually having fun is what that mind wants to do yeah and the more fun that you have with what you're doing the more successful you're going to be providing you obviously don't miss out things that you really have to do because in my i mean he says you know you should be doing that all the time Personally, I think that there is 15% of the time where you probably yeah. have to do things you don't like. Um, so, you know, you've got to, you've got to get dirty and, and get down there and, and just do what you have to do, right? But at the end of the day, you've got to have fun with what you're doing or it isn't going to work, right? Oh, I mean, that's, yeah. that's my ask. Yeah, and you mentioned that yeah. earlier. I, I, I think that's when it just doesn't become work. It, it, it just becomes your passion and the hours fly by so you have to have fun and and i think that when you have fun you're doing it your way that's what's making it fun and so then that helps build your your brand of how you do your job totally totally so if you could give if you could give um people three three pieces of advice for building your brand personal brand with images yeah what would you what would you give i mean don't look at my instagram my instagram is just sort of very random i just have my own style on there right i just do you probably have looked at it it gives an idea of what i'm into yeah but but say you know anybody who wants to build a personal brand after they've got their wording right in the first place, yeah. what would you what what do you think? Three things, uh, Walid. 
three things that you could do um, for anybody, not just photographers, right? Yeah, anybody, yeah. I think you have to understand who your customer, your customer avatar, your perfect customer is. And I tell, this is something that, you know, I'm teaching in my upcoming course, but it's um, who is your perfect customer? And then you really work heavily on that. So you find out who they are, where they shop, what they eat, who they voted for, what makes them angry, what they do for fun, what other brands they shop with, you know, all of that, right? Um, what I yeah. do is I have my customer avatar and then, um, and, it, and it reflects off of that list that I just kind of read off to you, but make sure that you are serving your, your perfect consumer. And in right. a world like social media, I, I, I liken social media to a very, 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 very loud, busy, crowded room, like a party. And a lot of people go out there and they just start yelling things out in social media, hoping somebody will listen. My, my advice would be find out exactly who will pay attention to you and who will appreciate you. Then go directly to them in that room and the room being social media. You know, if you know who your personal customer, if you know who your perfect customer is, you don't have to work as hard and every dollar spent on ads is, is, is hyper-focused. Every blog post that you put up is directed just to them. And it doesn't matter if the majority of people don't like it or don't appreciate it or don't get it. You're serving your core customer. So that's the first one. Yeah. Know who your perfect customer is. And it takes a little bit of work as you know, we both know, like um, a lot of reflecting and answering questions and everything. Um, yeah. But do you know what's interesting? I'm going to just cut in on yeah. that one because I, I, I worked that out myself recently after reading one of Jonathan Chase's books, the, 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 he's basically got this book. Where is it? I've got it somewhere. It's, it's like me with a Bob Proctor book. Yeah. Ah, uh, here it is. Here it is. Sorry about that. It was it was in the first drawer I went to. So his book is called How to Make Friends with Yourself and Influence People. Okay. Okay. So so it comes from a very sincere place. This is not like a hypnotist trying to sell you a lot of stuff you don't want. This is a this is a this is a very serious book, um, and it helps you to go through your perfect day. Okay. okay. So it's like. You wake up in the morning and you and you and you're like, right, okay, so I open the I'm in this bed and it looks like this, and I open the curtains and I look out upon this view, and then you know, you go through this whole process of your perfect day. You take maybe two hours, yeah? Yeah. Once you've done that, then you go through the perfect day of your ideal client. Ah. Right? And what's really interesting is those ideal clients actually are probably very similar people to you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because you want to talk to your ideal client. Your ideal client is people like you. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I didn't think of it that way, but that makes so much sense. Yeah. So onto your, onto your number two. I'm sorry. I had to tell you that because it's, it's really important. I think it's about dialogue. That's, I mean, we have to listen to each other, you know, and learn from each other. I think that so absolutely find out who your perfect client is. Go for the kill. And I mean, that's a terrible word to use, but just go for that and forget about everything else and make them happy. 
and there's yeah. enough people in this world to keep your business alive you know and 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 thrive too uh the second point is yeah um be human on social media i think so many people on social media talk but don't listen to your point right there too um they post they expect engagement from you but they don't give engagement and you know when you met me on well quote unquote me on when you heard me first on the pat flynn podcast um yeah i got what i should mention is over that last episode over 200 dms on my instagram unbelievable <laughs> wow. amount of people yeah. just encouraging me and you and you know you being one of them and it's like i was so touched by each person that how could i how could i not leave each and every single person a personal voice message and yeah, I really appreciated that. Actually. Okay, yeah, yeah. thank you. And I, I just think that it's that's the right way to use social media is not so much. Hey, 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 look at me, look at me, look at me. You know, it, just going back to yeah. that point of if all of social media was a crowded room, everyone is screaming, look at me, I'm better, I'm prettier, I'm shinier. Um, you know, going back to that's how I view social media as a very crowded room. If you are the one that's thoughtful and listens to the person and gives them the courtesy and respect right back that relationship is more yeah. powerful than any facebook ad anything it's hey yeah. thank you for listening to the podcast thank you for hearing it out looking me up uh leaving me a message and i i look at them and i try to say something back about what they said I, what i just do is i just make sure that that you're human and that's what people are really, really yeah. craving. It's the social media. We're connected to more people than ever, but more isolated than ever. So if you could just stand out and be a little analog about things and, you know, go back to the old ways of just saying thank you, a simple sentence, a voice message, um, that stands out and that builds your personal brand, oh my God, so much faster than anything else. It, it's just they get connected to yeah. you. Um, and then should I go on the third? Yeah, go for it, man. I totally agree with everything you've just said okay. there. The personal touch is is what it's all about. Oh, wow. you know? uh, I mean, I think I'm not sorry, Walid. I'm not I'm not gonna um I'm not gonna say that using automation is a is a is a really bad thing, but what I am gonna say is using automation without having a conversation yeah. is a bad thing. Because there's nothing wrong with using automated processes and methods to engage with people but the, the big mistake is when people create automations and then they don't actually react or engage with those people yeah know? what is what is the whole point of it you know if you're not going to what's what's number, number three, three on my list is give just give 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 from yeah. your experience give from yeah. your heart um just help people there's so many people that you see on their social media on their instagram stories they'll put a little poll they'll say you know this outfit or that outfit or this color or that color or which one should i buy i take the time and i try to give and just say hey i saw this or even if they don't ask for help if i have photographer friends or hair and makeup friends or whoever on social media and they'll put up their new work I just try to give and you know what it is? I, I have a goal and I actually have a daily planner that I go off of 
Every single day, yeah. I have to reach out to three people and give to them somehow and contribute to their life. And it's wow. something that served, I think, everyone really well. So if somebody will put, um, it's a small thing. Sometimes you just give encouragement. Sometimes you give, um, sometimes you give, um, you know, sometimes you give encouragement. Sometimes you give, um, I mean, advice. Sometimes you give wisdom, whatever it is, but they need to benefit from you. And they need, to, so if somebody posts a beautiful picture, I will send them a DM. I'm like, I'm so impressed by the work you've been doing lately. I, I, I just tell them, I tell them like, great job on this. I'm really seeing this or, you know, like good for you for doing that or for saying that. And that yeah. to me really, really seals the deal on your personal branding because, you know, just give in a way that it backs up your brand. And that's what I've done with my Instagram yeah. of how to photograph. I just try to give as much as I can and, and share the success that I've had with other people too. And that served me yeah. very, very well. And I'll tell you uh, a quick way that that's just an example is um, now he gets paid, but the, somebody reached out to me via direct message on Instagram and said, I'm so blown away by how much you give to the photography community um, that I'm willing to help edit some of your YouTube videos for free. Um, uh, another wow. person cool. I, I had when my ebook came out earlier in 2018, um, I did one day of a free download from Amazon. Um, he sent me a message and he said, I can't wait to get the book, but I'm waiting until tomorrow. Um, and I said, well, you can get it free today. And he said, no, man, you've helped the community so much. The least I can do is pay for your book and not get a free download. It's those are wow. people that just reached out to me, but that's how yeah. much giving can, it, you know, they always say give to get back and it's a selfish thing we do, but yeah. when you give and when you share your knowledge, I just think that the universe just gives back to you uh, tenfold. And, and that's, yeah. that's what I would tell people is give, don't be afraid to share the knowledge. You're not going to lose your creativity. You're not going to lose your knowledge and there's enough room for everyone to win. I agree completely. Uh, it's exactly why I'm doing this podcast because I know some amazing people and it's great to have such great content to, to give to people, you know, and that's so, so Waleed, uh, I hear you've been doing, you're doing a, a course, right? Is that, is that just for photographers or is it for uh, anyone that wants to learn how to take pictures? So yeah, I have a course It's called how to photograph from passion to profit. And it's, it, it's pretty much, my experiences, all my good, all my bad, everything I've ever learned. And it's actually everything I wish was around when I first started. So um, it's put together in a, like a 10 week course and it's holding your hand. And so it's for anybody that wants to start a photography business and they understand that not wasting time equals more time making money. You know, I think so many people go in circles and, and they get lost on YouTube videos and everything, trying this or that. And this course, hold your hand through every single step necessary, every step you could imagine, um, holds you and helps you set up your business in a couple of months. And you should be up and running and making an income years sooner. So it's for photographers. I want to 
I'll start a business. Absolutely. Wow. That sounds great. So you wouldn't recommend it for people that are not photographers or don't want to become a photographer. Exactly. Like, is it for the, not for the hobby photographer then? No, no this is, um, I niche down on how to create an income, everything from email templates to selling tactics to work, how to price yourself, even down to taking them in the studio. So I, we actually go through and I, we talk to the cameras, like this is how you talk to the model. This is the lighting we use. And then they even get files that we shot in studio together and then we edit it together. So everyone gets to edit on those same raw files, the same editing techniques. So it's literally setting somebody up from step one to a hundred. Um, but it's only for photographers who want to create an income with their camera or for photographers who have yeah. tried um, unsuccessfully for a couple of years to create a big enough income and they haven't met their expectations or their goals. So this puts you on the right path. Wow. That sounds fantastic. Uh, so how would people find, how will people find that Waleed? If you go to howtophotograph.net, very big banner on the front page, you can just click that button. And actually uh, the daily planner that I even talked about that I use every single day, they can actually get that as an immediate free download from me also. It's something I've, I use every single day and, you know, been refining it every year, making it better and better. Wow. That sounds amazing. I'm not a photographer, but I even want oh, one. Yeah, for sure. It, <laughs> listen, th that planner is good for anybody because it takes care of your health, how many glasses of water, your personal affirmations, your daily reach outs. I say you have to learn. One of the things that I did, and I would recommend this to anybody in business, anybody, doesn't matter what you do, don't go to bed until you've learned one new thing every single day. Nice. I like that. When you compound that over the year, you're like, oh my God, I've learned three, uh, 200, yeah. however many weekdays there are, more than my competition. It's unbelievable yeah. what it'll do to your career. It, it, it just transforms it. And that's what I did from day one. Day one, every single day, I learned one new thing. Wow, that's really cool. That's great, man. Thank you so much. And uh, I'll definitely speak to you soon. Thanks so much for listening. Please subscribe and wherever you prefer, share with your friends. And if you enjoyed the show, drop us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>